Jo Witten and I am happy to be here today and I hope you are too. I want to talk some more about healthy habits that are really important for having a good year and these are things that I've been thinking about and working on and I haven't been posting as much as I wanted to about them but it's been a very busy start to the year. I've got staff on leave and we had um, more orders from our online store than I think we've ever had in one month. It was crazy. Thank you all who ordered some of my lovely spice blends and cookbooks and freeze-dried fruit and flowers and chocolate making kits and aprons and all the good fun stuff. And just so you know, I do have a new spice blend coming soon. So keep an eye out for that. Also the vanilla powder, which has been super popular and um, we have like five packets left and are dashing to get more ready. Um, but I have a couple of things that I just want to announce, exciting things coming up before we get started on the podcast. So um, some of you will know, a lot of you will know about the gut health formula that Elise and I run each year about three to four times a year. Lately we've been doing three times a year because life is busy. Um, and it's an eight week program to help you get started with healing the gut and just getting into that mindset for healing. Um, so it's not just about the food, that's a huge part of it, but it's also about the things that we're talking about in these healthy habits videos. So reducing stress on your body and on your um, mental health and in your home, um, stress from the environment and then we're also talking about how to deal with stress when you can't reduce it. Um, we help you with organizing just the everyday basics like um, your meal planning and your cooking, like your bulk cooking and bulk prep, um, how to work out what your health goals are and then how to move towards them. Um, and we also help you with all the nitty gritty questions that you may find um, really confusing with the gut health and healing. Uh, we have a whole team of practitioners and nutritionists um, and then I'm there helping with the cooking side of things and the practical kitchen stuff and um, home and family, um, that kind of thing. And it's a lot of fun. We do have lots of chats that are just um, beneficial for people who've been around for a long time in the health world as well as people that are new. Um, so there's a really good community there and if you want to take advantage of that and get some support on your healing journey then have a look at the gut health formula. You can see more in the link below. Um, and leading up to that this time we're going to have a short cooking class with Elise and I just to talk about gut healing basics and to show you how to make a healing, nourishing, short cooked meat stock, as well as some fermented veggies. And this is something that anyone can do. It doesn't take much of your time to actually prepare either of these powerhouse healing foods. So important to have on hand for when you're working on your gut health. So if you've got gut health questions or you want to know more about the program or you just want to start making stock and fermented veggies, I invite you to our Gut Healing Basics webinar. It's a live webinar so you can ask your questions as we go and you'll see the link to that below. That is free um, and then yeah, we can ask, answer your questions about the program at the end of the webinar. 
then I'm also planning a healthy snacks cooking workshop very soon so keep an eye out on my workshops page on my website also on my emails I'll send out the invite on the emails so if you have any healthy snacks that you really want to see me make send me an email or a message on social media and give me some tips for things you want to see otherwise I'm just going to get some of my favorites together that I haven't done in cooking classes yet um, and I think these are the sorts of things that most of most families would find helpful so um, great for the lunch boxes and the snacks for work I've got two kids working long hours on farms or as tradies and I also have another son who's moved out Isaac and still comes back for snacks um, plus I just find it really helpful to have snacks in the freezer for when visitors come over um, or if I'm dashing out the door and haven't got time to you know do much in the way of food I can grab something healthy to take with me um, but if you've got school-age kids you might find this really helpful for lunch boxes as well and then something so exciting I can hardly wait this year I'm having a gut health retreat in Italy. <laughs> I know we did we did book this in a few years ago and then COVID hit right when it was supposed to happen. So it all got postponed, but we are back baby and the Italy gut health retreat is happening end of May, start of June this year. So that page will be up by the time this podcast is released. And you can scroll down to the links below and click on the link or you can just go to my website and go to the blog and you will find it there. So this gut health retreat is being held at the most amazing chalet in the, the Alps in Piedmont, Italy. And it's owned by a friend of mine, Lucy, who is a building biologist and an interior designer. And she has started a village forest school in a village in Italy, um, which is a bilingual Waldorf school. Um, absolutely amazing. So there's actually something on the weekend in the village, like a kind of a festival. And then um, there's the gut health retreat for the week up in the mountains. So you can come to both. Um, or you can just come to the retreat and then of course go traveling whatever you like but this is a really amazing opportunity and it's a small retreat it's just I think it's like 12 people um, so it's it's a really beautiful opportunity though if you want a really special holiday where you're learning about gut health with a nutritionist and with me um, and just and with a building biologist Lucy has a lot of experience in healing from mold illness. So that was her journey, which is why she became a building biologist as an interior designer first, and then realizing um, the importance of detoxing your home and living in a clean environment. Um, and she's also um, very experienced with GAPS. The nutritionist is very experienced with GAPS and other healing modalities. She is a Chinese medicine practitioner and acupuncturist. Um, and then I will be teaching um, pretty much the basic practical stuff around gut health, but also it's all the hands-on cooking and um, how to get started with gut health. But also for those of you who've been working on your gut health for a while, it's an opportunity to just relax and be looked after for a little while in a really gorgeous environment. 
um, and just have some time out from the busy rat race. So the village where the chalet is located is absolutely beautiful and we'll be going foraging and shopping and um, learning from the local artisans like the cheesemakers and the um, there's truffle hunting if it's the right time of year but I'll have to check that. Um, there's all sorts of things that we can do in the village as well that are food related and just really making the most of that beautiful um, Italian produce and the lifestyle there, the community and connection and just the gorgeous, breathtaking scenery. <laughs> I just can't wait. So if you're interested in coming with me to Italy in the middle of the year, May, June, um, I will have the details up on the website today. So pop in and have a look. And for those of you who just need a retreat in Australia, don't worry, there's going to be something for you as well. Um, I am going to hold a hands-on cooking retreat up here in far north Queensland as soon as I can get that organised. And I know Elise also will be holding retreats sometime in the year down in the Byron Bay area. So there's going to be a few options to choose from, so keep an eye out and we will let you know. Okay, in this podcast today, I just want to really talk about some of the healthy habits that I'm working on this year and... Um, just encourage you that even if you feel like your year didn't get off to the start that you were hoping it would, does it ever, um, every day is a new day and every day is an opportunity, every hour is an opportunity to work towards your goals. And just because you didn't jump in on January the 1st and change your whole diet and start healing your gut doesn't mean that you can't begin working on it slowly, gently and little by little. All through the year um, and it's not just about the food as we always say it's also about the healthy habits just in your life um, and what I thought I'd do today is just give you a little bit of an idea of the sorts of things I'm working on just to help you think about what you need to work on it won't be the same as me probably um, but I really recommend getting yourself a journal if you haven't um, we talked about journaling in the last podcast and just jotting down the kinds of things that you want to work on and it doesn't have to be in any order mine isn't and even the ones that I've been posting on social media haven't been in any particular order like of importance it's just what comes to mind that day and something that I'm trying to work on so I posted on Instagram and Facebook about this and just some um, quotes and some articles and studies that really share the importance of getting out in nature but I think we all know how much better we feel when we get outdoors and actually it's also the movement and the sunshine and the fresh air but just being out amongst greenery is very calming for the nervous system as in trees grass hills also the rivers lakes you know ocean walking on the beach it's just so calming for the nervous system and probably as most of you know um, in Japan they call it forest bathing and the doctor will actually prescribe you forest bathing um, for part of your um, healing if you're not well it's just such a really important thing to do is to get out into nature I'm not going to go into it too deeply because I'm hoping to interview someone on this subject um, but I just wanted to mention if nothing else um, try and get outside each day, breathe fresh air, get some sunlight on your skin and on your face and really um, make an effort to move. <laughs> Movement, sunlight, 
um, getting out into nature, these things can really help with mood and also with health. And it's really important for gut health. So we will talk more about that in a podcast very soon. Um, protein at every meal is another one that I mentioned. This is something that I have found to be an absolute game changer for me. When I was really unwell, I focused on carbs mostly. It was just easy. And you know, I was grinding my own grains, baking my own spelt breads. It was organic spelt flour that I ground myself. And so I thought, well, it's healthy and I would eat a lot of it because, you know, once bread's there, you can't stop eating it, especially if it's fresh, hot out of the oven. Um, and then I also ate, you know, cereals and muesli bars and cakes and biscuits and slices. Um, I ate a lot of sugars, even if they were natural sugars, I still ate an awful lot of them. And I used to have a lot of trouble with my blood sugar levels just up, down, up, down. I had to eat every two hours. I was always hungry. Um, I was underweight and I was really low energy. So every day for 10 years, I had to have a sleep after lunch. Um, thankfully, I was at home with my kids, homeschooling and working from home. And so I could do that. But, you know, if you're trying to lead a busy life with family and full-time work and hobbies and friends, it's really difficult if your energy levels are super low. And I also found that when my energy levels were low, my mood would get lower and I would get anxiety or just feel really blah, um, feel like, you know, I wasn't doing anything useful and I um, didn't have purpose and I didn't feel um, excited and vibrant and energetic. Um, and a lot of that came down to the amount of sugars and especially refined carbs that I was eating. When I started to change my diet and I started to understand the importance of good old fashioned meat and veggie meals three times a day, or at least getting some protein into every meal, um, it completely changed how I felt. So within a few weeks of eating that way of really because we were doing the GAPS diet, I actually took out all breads, cereals, rice, pasta, potatoes, all the starchy foods for a while I just took out. And I focused on um, meat and stock and vegetables that were non-starchy, um, bringing in eggs and nuts and seeds later. Um, and my energy levels within a week or two were absolutely crazy. I couldn't believe the difference. If you don't want to do a complete healing diet, that's completely understandable. But I do really recommend trying to reduce the carbs that are the quick carbs, I call them. So the breads, pasta, cereal, muesli bars, um, those kinds of carbs and really increasing the protein in your meals as well as the good fats, which is another thing we'll talk about in another podcast and see the difference that it makes in your long-term energy and the way that you can um, last between meals, satiation, um, just being able to reduce snacking. It's huge. I was the person that had to take snacks with me everywhere I went. Um, people used to make fun of me for that. And um, now I'm the kind of person that gets up you know, I'll do a few things. I'll have some breakfast when I'm ready. I don't force it if I'm not hungry first thing. I wait till I'm ready, then I have breakfast and it's always got protein and good fats in my breakfast. 
and then I um, go about my day and it can be two o'clock sometimes later and then I'm like oh yeah lunch <laughs> um, and some days it's earlier it really will depend on a lot of things stress if you're stressed you will crave carbs more and sometimes um, it, and it is something that you may actually need but just make sure they're quality um, carbs that aren't fast carbs so instead of reaching for the chocolate and the cake and the biscuits and the chips um, have some baked sweet potato with butter and sour cream or have some um, you know a good meal with some rice or something like that but really getting those um, nourishing proteins and good fats into each meal as well as the slower carbs so the good the veggies and the nuts and the seeds and a bit of honey if you need something sweet um, so yeah that just made such a huge difference for, for me and when I eat that way regularly um, I can think clearly I can um, get through my day with a lot of energy I don't need naps um, it's when I start to get on the cycle of having more breads and carbs and things like that, I find that my energy levels go down and then I crave more carbs. And so it becomes a vicious circle. So yeah, just really working on getting more protein and fat into meals has been huge for me. I do want to talk more about that, but, and I do have a lot of um, studies and um, just things that I can share, links that I can share. I'll, I'll put a couple of them below, but I would like to get someone on the podcast to talk about protein and why, why it's important and what the best sources of protein are because, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of different thoughts on this. I am more um, leaning towards animal protein because it's very easy to um, digest and assimilate and use and it's got everything you need. It's complete protein. Um, and it's easy on your gut. Um, so I will put a link below also to a podcast that I did with a gastroenterologist, um, Dr. Pran Yoganathan, who talks about meat and um, the questions that arise around, um, is it inflammatory? Does it cause cancer? All these kind of questions. And that, that podcast has been really helpful for a lot of people so have a listen to that one if you're worried about eating meat okay one of the other healthy habits that i talked about was cleaning out the fridge every week see that's what i mean it's totally random these are just things that i've been thinking about and working on and things that i've found have been game changers for me clean out the fridge every week and make a meal plan from what you have in the fridge and in the freezer and in your pantry before you go shopping. So if you just go grocery shopping and randomly scan the shelves and go, oh, that looks good, that looks good. Or if you go and plan out your meals for the week with recipe books and recipes online and say, oh, this looks yummy, I'm gonna make this, I'm gonna make this. Without checking what you already have, you will end up wasting a lot of food. That is not good for the environment and it's not good for your wallet. So I, bank account <laughs> these days. Um, so I really recommend decluttering your fridge every week. If you keep up with it every week as a regular thing, Sunday or Saturday, um, make that your fridge clean out day. It will only take you probably half an hour if you do it every week. If you leave it for weeks or dare I say it, months, 
it will be the most huge job that you will hate and you will always put it off. But just doing a quick clean and even throughout the week, I'll do a quick assessment halfway through the week and chuck out some things that, you know, have this much food in the bottom of a dish and has been sitting there for three days or whatever. Um, and just so you can see what you've got and you're much less likely to waste food. I've done a whole video on this, actually two. So I'll put the links below for those. And the next one that I really recommend working on is having short cooked meat stocks every day. And this is again, something that some of you may go, oh, meat every day. <laughs> this is a really, really good source of protein. And it's the kind of proteins that heal the gut lining and build cells. So proline, glycine, glycogen, um, collagen, gelatin, these amino acids that build our cells are really important. And all through history, human beings have used meat stocks, broths, soups to heal. We know it works now also because of the science that's proven why it works. Um, but if you're not really up on meat stocks and what they can do for you and how to make them, firstly, I do have a video that I will link to below, but also don't forget we have the Gut Healing Basics webinar. We're, we're going to explain why meat stocks are beneficial, how to start getting them into your diet and how to make them. So that will be on the, let me just check, I think it's the 4th of February. Yeah. And if you're watching this or listening to this later than the 4th of February, you can watch the replay and it's free. Um, so that one I find is something that has been also a game changer for me, just getting meat stocks into my meals, um, drinking a bit of meat stock maybe once a day or more if you're really working on gut healing and um, just making that a normal part of your diet. And then fermented foods, same thing. It's something that you start with um, gradually building it up, adding it in slowly. I do have podcasts about this as well, but we will talk about it in the Gut Healing Basics webinar. Filtered water. So this one um, was one that we really started to understand when we started working on gut health, we started to realize that tap water um, is like junk food. It's like junk water. <laughs> it's better than nothing, obviously, but it does have a lot of contaminants even in town water. So fluoride, chlorine, uh, bacteria, the insides of pipes. If you've ever seen inside pipes, you know that they are not perfectly clean. Um, these sorts of things do affect your gut health and if you can filter your water it will be really beneficial for your gut health. I also do recommend having a shower filter if possible or even a house filter so that your bath and shower are not, um, they don't contain chlorine and other contaminants. Sorry, chlorine is probably not best described as a contaminant but it is um, not beneficial for your gut health because it does kill the good bacteria in your gut. Of course, the reason for chlorine in our town water, in our tap water, is to kill bacteria. And we are thankful that the bad bacteria is killed off. But then we don't want that chlorine in our gut or on our skin because then it's also killing the beneficial bacteria. And we need that. Um, so when you filter water, you're taking that out. But you also need to make sure that your filter 
puts the minerals back in because a lot of filters will completely strip the water so it's super clean but it's also taken out the minerals so a remineralizing filter is important so that's what we use um, for drinking and cooking with so we use a zazen filter there's a link below to a podcast all about that if you want to know what kind of filter to look for how they work what's important with water filters um, and in particular what the zazen filter does so that link is below then i have written down let's see i've written down decluttering i find this so it, it seems like such a simple thing, but it completely changes your mood. Well, it does for me. I don't know about you, but I find if I come into the house and the whole kitchen bench is covered in mess and dirty dishes and spilt coffee and spilt milk and peanut butter on knives and toast crusts and rubbish, it makes me so cross. <laughs> Is it just me? Um, and it just makes me feel like, oh, I can't cook. Like I get home and I'm tired and I just want to start cooking dinner, but the kitchen's a mess. So then I have to clean, declutter, make sure the whole bench is clear and then I can start cooking. And that's just a little um, illustration of how decluttering can really help because if you have a house full of clutter, it's like you feel stuck. You can't do the things that you want to do. You can't work towards your goals, whether it's health goals or home decorating goals or writing a book goals or painting a picture goals or whatever it is. Um, it's really hard to do when you're surrounded by clutter. So start trying. Well, if you haven't already started, probably a lot of you um, are great at this. But if you're not great at this and everywhere you look, there is clutter, start working on clearing that clutter. Um, there's so many great books, audible books, podcasts on decluttering. You can get so much help online. When my kids were little, um, we lived by Fly Lady. Have you heard of Fly Lady? I'll put that link below too. Um, even if you don't have kids and you're a grown up, it's, it's all ages. So, um, it helps you to each day focus on one small task. So you can get the app or you can just go online and it'll give you one task for that day and, you, and it may take you five minutes or it may take you 15 minutes. Um, and you set your timer and you go and do that task and little by little you work on each room in the house. Um, and before you go to bed, you shine your sink. So obviously you have to wash the dishes first before you can shine the sink. So when you get up in the morning, you've got this beautiful, clean, shiny sink and kitchen and it makes you feel like you can jump into your day um, it's such a good feeling. So there's a lot of other stuff about Fly Lady that I love, like um, helping you to, like um, getting organized for the next day, the night before and laying out your clothes and your shoes and having your diary ready, checking your diary at night so you know what's happening the next day, um, having your meals planned for the week but especially looking ahead to the next day and what we're going to eat tomorrow so you can get anything out of the freezer that needs to defrost in the fridge and all of these really practical things that just make life run smoother <laughs> and help you to cut down on that stress of um, feeling overwhelmed and surrounded by clutter so really um, if you haven't started working on this area of your life I really recommend trying it even if you just declutter one room 
and then see how that makes you feel. Like I just want to sit in that room if there's one room of the house that's clean and the rest of the house is a mess. It's just like walk into that room and just go, it's oh, kind of how I feel about this office. <laughs> At least if my house is a mess, I can come to my office. But yeah, decluttering, game changer. Okay, so another one that I have found really important to work on is avoiding refined vegetable oils and refined seed oils. And you probably think, well, I thought you ate whole food, mostly GAPS sort of food, and of course you don't eat refined oils. But the problem is when you go out, it's really hard not to have refined oils. And when you're um, sort of buying something quick and easy, they generally have refined oils. You may be wondering what's the big deal? What's the big deal with canola oil, grapeseed oil, um, rapeseed oil? Um, let's see, what's some more rice bran oil, um, vegetable oils, most sunflower oils. Um, there's a lot of oils that we're told are healthy, they're heart healthy, they will help you to lose weight, they'll help you to be, I don't know, healthier. <laughs> Um, but they're not. They are not natural fats. They are not a part of a long-term history of human diet. And we're seeing more and more um, troubles and health issues due to these refined oils that have come into the Western society in the last 50 to 70 years. Um, stick to traditional fats and traditional oils like olive oil, ghee, butter, lard that's not part, not um, got preservatives in it, tallow, even bacon fat is going to be better for you than those vegetable oils and canola oils. And I will put some links below, but I have got so many links to so many studies about this and I couldn't put it all in the notes below. We do need to have a podcast just on this subject and I will try and get that organized. Um, but research it for yourself. Or if you have my Simple Healing Food Cookbook, um, as you read through that front section on gut health, you'll come to um, things like good fats or meat stocks or fermented foods or um, the effect of stress on the gut. And if you see the little numbers for a reference, go to the back of the book, look it up, there's studies and references and resources in the back of the book that will help you to learn more about that topic. Actually, I'll just show you. So you can see in the back of the book, lots of reference material um, that's referred to throughout the book. So there's some great studies there that will help you. One thing I forgot to mention when I talked about filtered water was having a little pinch of salt in your water or having some sole water in the morning. Um, I usually have a cup of filtered water with a tablespoon of sole water every morning, first thing on an empty stomach, and then a bottle of filtered water. Um, and then I have my breakfast and coffee after that. And I'll post about the Soleil water. I, I have sent out the link to quite a few people who've asked, different links. Um, but basically it's like a cleanse. Uh, it helps to flush out your system. It helps to 
um, helps with liver health and um, just really helping you to flush out toxins. It's a great way to help you hydrate because your cells need the salt balance as well as the water, otherwise they can't hydrate properly. But I will get some more information up on my <clears throat> social media and website soon. Another healthy habit that I am trying to work, work on more is not being too busy to do what you love. Um, we can all get caught up in the rat race of work and just coming home exhausted and then having to cook and clean um, and spending your weekend cooking and cleaning and maybe you don't love cooking as much as I do. Um, find something that you really love to do and make sure you get that into your week, every week, if at all possible. What lights you up? What do you love doing that you've maybe neglected since having kids or since work started to take up so much of your time? Um, it's so important to make time for creativity and hobbies and interests that make you happy. Studies have shown that if you keep your hands busy with something you love, something that results in a reward like artwork or knitting or practicing a musical instrument or baking a cake, um, that actually changes our brain neurochemistry like a drug and gives us a sense of well-being. So have you ever been um, feeling very stressed and you sat down and started to draw if you're an artist or you started to play music or something and you found that you sort of went into another zone where you just, I call it zoning out, where you just really could be sort of feeling happy and calm and you've forgotten what you were anxious about because you're so in the zone. But things like playing a musical instrument or taking singing lessons or starting a veggie garden, um, getting into running or sports that you used to love that you haven't done for a while, finding things that will really take your mind off the everyday grind and the anxieties of life and that you can just let yourself go and enjoy it's so good for your health. It's so good for your gut health to calm down that nervous system and just sort of reset everything. And um, sometimes it's something, a lot of these things that you do also bring joy to others, which increases our joy. So for instance, if you love baking beautiful cakes and you give them as gifts, or you even do it as a side hustle where you're making a bit of money um, from selling them or um, as my trainee, B is doing, she's making beautiful sourdough and, and her all her friends and family are benefiting. Um, it can be something that not only brings you joy, but it brings other people joy. And that makes it so much more um, healthy and, and wholesome and good for you. Um, sometimes when we get back into something that we haven't done for a while, it just changes our outlook on life and we feel like life is more worth the living so yeah just really finding what you love to do and for me that's generally um, being creative in the kitchen not just the everyday stuff but actual creativity and also um, gardening veggie garden um, <clears throat> and it used to be drawing and painting but I find that takes a lot of time for me now so I tend to go more towards the practical things that I know need to be done but I want to do them in a a more creative way. So for instance, with my veggie garden, it's not just rows of vegetables planted, you know, dug up the ground and planted in rows and just there because I just want food. It's um, 
a spiral shaped garden with flowers and vegetables and herbs all interspersed so that it's beautiful as well as practical and in the middle is a bird bath and um, you know it makes me really happy to be out there there's a chair under the tree with flowers around it um, at the moment it's a bit muddy and messy because we're having a huge wet season but it will get back to beautiful again um, and it just makes me really happy so if you haven't got something like that then I really recommend doing a bit of a brainstorm and finding something that you can um, get back into that you really love. And then of course connection and communication, that is something to work on this year. Um, finding friends and community groups and family members that you can just really connect with and spend time with that will um, lift your mood and help you to have that wonderful um, health benefit of being connected to a to a loving and supportive community. And then I have to mention sleep, the importance of sleep and rest. Um, this is something that if you are not having good sleep at night and you're not resting properly, um, can affect everything else. And you've probably been there, done that, especially if you've had babies before and you know how sleep, how sleep deprivation makes you feel. Um, it's so important. There's so many things that you can work on to improve your sleep. Um, things like getting out in the sunlight first thing in the morning and getting that sunlight on your skin. And if it's a overcast, cloudy day, um, it's still beneficial. You just need longer out there. But if you're out there before 10 a.m., the UV rays are low. You don't need to worry about skin cancer. Get that light on your skin. That helps to reset your circadian rhythm and just helps you to wake up better in the morning. I've had people ask me, do you wake up with an alarm, with an alarm clock? I'm like, no, I don't need to. Um, as you get to bed earlier and make sure that you're in bed by say 9.30 or 10, 10.30 if you're a late night owl, but I find earlier is better. Um, and really relaxing towards the end of the day to ease into that relaxed state for bedtime. So I read books usually. Um, sometimes I'll write in my journal. Um, sometimes I'll do a little bit of baking or something in the kitchen, but usually I just relax with a book um, and then slow down, low lights, turn off the light, go to sleep. And I just naturally wake up at first light, which at the moment is about 5.30 a.m. Um, I don't need an alarm. If you are feeling like you have to set an alarm and you keep pressing the snooze button and you feel exhausted when you get up in the morning, that's a really big red flag that there's basically either not enough sleep, you're not going to bed early enough, or you're um, maybe suffering from some adrenal fatigue and burnout and you need to work on calming down that nervous system and healing the gut. So those are my suggestions. Just a quick overview of some things that I have found to be absolute life changes and game changes <laughs> and um, so helpful for me for a healthy, positive lifestyle and also to help my gut health to improve. In the gut health program, we go into a lot more detail on the food side of things as well as the stress side of things, but especially the food and help you with any medical questions that you have coming up of um, chronic health issues and things like that. 
um, the practitioners are there to help you with all of that. So if you want some help with that side of things, make sure you check out the gut health formula. It starts, the next round starts on February the 10th. Um, if you just want a little boost and encouragement, come along to our Gut Healing Basics webinar on the 4th of February, and we'd love to chat with you and answer some questions there. Um, don't forget, there's also going to be workshops and retreats. So if you've got any questions for me that you'd love me to answer in a podcast or get someone onto the show to answer, please send me an email or a message. Um, you can email through the website and you can also um, message me on Instagram or Facebook or Telegram um, and I will be happy to consider your suggestions. But I do have some great podcasts lined up for this year, so keep an eye out. And thanks so much for listening. I hope that was helpful. I hope that just gave you a few reminders of things to work on. And I hope you've got your own list that you can start working on, um, but in a gentle way without all the stress and deadlines, just little by little working on the things that you can to make life better. Have a wonderful week and I will chat to you soon. Bye.